that Harlem night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with. Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Benz Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. How's everybody doing this evening? Well, I just want to say today because evening is like late at night type shit. So anyway, U.S. consulate staff in Mexico told to shelter in place amid a border violence. So there's some madness going on at the border. The U.S. consulate in Matamoros, Mexico, issued an emergency alert to shelter in place amid an outbreak of gun violence on Monday. The consulate announced that its employees are currently under a shelter-in-place order due to violent crime in the city. Officials encouraged other U.S. citizens, citizens to take similar precautions. All right, U.S. consulate general Matamoros employees are currently under a shelter-in-place order until 1.30 p.m. in Matamoros due to gun violence occurring in the city. The consulate general wrote in an announcement via social media, it continued, we recommend you shelter-in-place and stay tuned to local news for updates in your area. Matamoros was the scene of an intense gun violence, gun violence this week after a shootout involving Mexican Marines. Four individuals were killed Monday in a clash with Mexican authorities during an investigation into kidnapping. No Marines were killed in the incident. Authorities recovered guns and radios from the scene. Matamoros is located across the Rio Grande from Brownsville, Texas. A rise in the city activity, a rise in cartel activity, all right, and violent crime has brought Matamoros to the spotlight in recent years creating unrest in the area as authorities seek to maintain order and suppress organized crime. Tamalupas, the Mexican state where Matamoros is located, is one of the six Mexican states that carries a travel warning from the U.S. State Department against visiting that region due to the elevated risk of violence targeting Americans. Do not travel due to the crime and kidnapping the U.S. State Department writes of Tamalupas. Organized crime activity, including gun battles, murder, armed robbery, carjacking, kidnapping, forced disappearance, extortion, and sexual assault is common along the northern border in the city of Victoria. All right? They said it in Spanish, but I said it in English. All right, so earlier this year, four American citizens were kidnapped in Matamoros. Mexican forces rescued the survivors from a shed where they were being held captive on March 7th. Two of the victims died from gunshot wounds and sustained uh, wounds sustained before their abduction. All right, two of the victims died from gunshot wounds sustained before their abduction. All right. The border, I told you the border crisis is wicked. I've been telling you that. And it's deeper than what you think it is. It's not like, oh, people are trying to cross the border and come to the U.S. It's a whole lot to it. That, are, that is just one piece of the freaking pie, all right? All right? And, and it's, a very, it's not a very small piece. I wouldn't say that. Because it is affecting the American citizens in a big, large way, especially the black community. You see what I'm saying? And uh, the drugs that are coming through the border, um, if you only knew who was behind that, 
you would be pissed, especially the American citizens, all right? You know, they don't want no guy like me telling the business of what the American government is doing behind closed doors, but I don't give a damn. I'm going to have to tell my story and make sure that you people know what's really going on, all right? So the drugs that's coming across the border, you already know America is the biggest consumer of opioids, all right? Understand that, all right? Um, uh, what's the other one called? Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the other drugs. All of the narcotics that you can think of, basically, because a lot of silliness has been going on, you know, and American government and agencies, bureaucrats, all behind these nonsense. Because let me tell you this. I already told you this a hundred times, that a lot of these politicians are in pocket. You got big corporate entities that own these politicians that have to do what the big entity corporate CEO tell them to do, all right? That's why they're your elected officials, see what I'm saying, all right? So my biggest point of doing this podcast is to make black people unite together and have their own resources so they can have their own stores, their own banks, their own establishments, all right? I know that's very difficult to do, but you still have to unite because united we stand. Numbers is their strength in numbers. If you if you unite together and unite your resources put together, instead of hating each other and talking shit and talking down to one another and spiteful women being mad at the dudes because they left them and stuff like that, you got to leave all of this bickering behind, right? Work together financially. And spiritually, physically, we could beat this common problem, especially for the black community. Because all I want to see is black people emerging and doing something great. This is why I'm jumping on this podcast. You know, I feel like I have a reason. This is my reason of living. And I need to let you people know this is what you need to do with yourself. Stop fighting. Stop trying to get over on each other. You see? Because these white people, and not all of the white people, I'm talking about specifics, all right? Specific people like uh, white supremacy and people that hate my skin color. Uh, they stick together. They stick together by the numbers, all right? So if we do the same, that's what they don't want us to do. That's why they always throwing industry plants and goddamn they fucking uh, mess up our music industry, uh, fill it with so much negative uh, words, our kids not listening. The education system is very fucked up. You see what I'm saying? It's almost like we live in a world filled with zombies. You know, people, it takes one person to shed the light so everybody can see where they have to go, all right? Right now, we live in America. A lot of us don't know where to go, but I know where to go. I got the light inside of me, and bitch, I'm going to let it shine, all right? Teens, a uh, teen dies after taking part in a viral one-chip social media challenge. We lost a rising star, okay? A Massachusetts teenager died Friday after he took part in a viral social media trend known as the One Chip Challenge, which the teen's family believes contributed to his untimely death, according to reports. 
sharing the details of her son's death with news sources. Lois Wallaba, mother of a 14-year-old Harris Wallaba, said the teen's family believes he died as a result of the challenge after he ate an extremely spicy pakee chip at school and became sick afterward. After eating the chip, Wallaba, a sophomore at Daughtry Memorial High School in Worcester, or Worcester, at the time of his death, was picked up by his family from the school and reportedly started feeling better. Wallaba was later found passed out by his brother just before basketball tryouts around 4.30 p.m. that evening and taken to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead, his mother told the news sources. While results of the autopsy are pending, a cause of death has not been confirmed. Following Wallaba's death, Walchester Public School is offering grief counseling, emotional support for students and staff members. It is with a heavy heart I share that we lost a rising star, Harris Wellaba, who was a sophomore scholar at Daughtry Memorial High School. As a mother and educator, I cannot imagine how hard this is on his family, friends, and teachers. Walchester School Superintendent Rachel Monares said in a Sunday statement, my heart goes out to all who knew and loved him, Monarez added, uh, the superintendent. The Pakiri Cheap Chip Challenge, which is promoted on the company's website, tests an individual's ability, wits, to eat the chip and hold on on drinking any liquids to limit or relieve the burning sensation. How long can you last before you spiral out? The company asks potential buyers online. The chip maker's website also warns of adverse medical effects after eating the chip and insists that it should be only be eaten by adults. Additionally, Pakii advises those who eat the chip, the chip to seek medical attention if they experience difficulty breathing, fainting, or extended nausea. After touching the chip, wash your hands with soap and do not touch your eyes or sensitive areas, the brand said online. The chip offered this year by the company, according to the website, contains Carolina Reaper pepper and Naga Viper pepper for a truly twisted experience. A spokesperson for Piki told the Today News show last year that the company takes safety very seriously and have worked hard to ensure our products are properly and clearly labeled with allergen and safety information. Uh-huh. It is our intent that consumers take on this challenge with a full understanding of what it is and if it is appropriate for them, the company added at the time. All right, the key. I seen it. It's on TikTok. I seen this thing. And they put something on it. They put something on the chip. It looks crazy. Like I seen some I seen one dude when I was on the TikTok earlier, right? And he was like putting something on the chip. He put something on the chip. This is the same one, the Piki. He was putting something on it, but I ain't see him eat it though. He was just messing with it. I seen it on the timeline on on TikTok. I de- I damn sure did see it. Uh, I'm about to like go look for it right now and see if I could just post it on my stuff. Well, I'm gonna just probably wait till the news outlets post theirs and then I'm gonna just like 
uh, copy and paste and then post it because there was an incident in uh, what Boston, Massachusetts, where a kid ate it and then he died later on. Oh, that is crazy. Teen dies after taking part in viral one-chip social media challenge. All right, so a Massachusetts teenager died Friday after he took part in the viral social media trend known as the one-chip challenge, which the teen's family believes contributed to his untimely death. All right, so I'm just reiterating for the people right here, sharing the details of her son's death. Lois Wallabar, mother of the 14-year-old Harris Wallabar, said the teen's family believes he died as a result of the challenge after he ate an extremely spicy pukiki chip at school and became sick afterward. After eating the chip, Wallabar, a sophomore at the Daughtry Memorial High School in Worcester, at the time of his death was picked up by his family from the school and reported started, and then it was reportedly that he started feeling better and then Wallaba was later found passed out next to his brother just before basketball tryouts around 4 30 p.m that evening and that evening he was taken to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead his mother told the news sources while results of the autopsy are still pending a cause of the death has not been yet confirmed Following Wallaboo's death, Worcester Public School is offering grief counseling, emotional, and yada, 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 yada. And then the Pakia Chip Challenge, which is promoted on the company's website, tests an individual's ability to eat the chip and hold out on drinking any fluids or liquid to limit or relieve the burning sensation. How long can you last before you spiral out of control? All right. The company asks potential buyers online. One chip challenge for key. Like I said, I seen it on the doggone uh, TikTok. I've been seeing it for a couple of days now. I seen it for like the last four days, but I ain't know what it was. I ain't know what the hell it was. So I just like kept on scrolling down. You know, I was trying to look at it. I'm thinking it was drugs or something. I thought it was heroin or some shit like that. That's what I was trying to say at the last uh, segment when I was doing the reports on the border thing with the U.S. consulate that have to um, be sheltered in because there was a major gun violence and goddamn, I forgot the name of the city um, across from Brownsville, Texas. I don't remember the name of the city and stuff like that. Uh, I was trying to say heroin because I remember when I was trying to break down that um, it's bigger than the border crisis. It's drug cartels and drug crossing through the border and stuff. It's a big thing. Heroin, heroin, marijuana, opioids. America is the biggest consumer. But back to this Pakia chip um, situation and stuff like that. Uh, it is crazy. Uh, there's a lot of social media challenge that these children do. They really get into that stuff. I don't even know why. Like, what the hell they be learning in school where they feel like they're just going to just jump into any little social media challenge and be like, oh, I'm going to try this just so they could get clicks and views. Like, clicks and views is the new drug. That's like the new cocaine because everybody's fucking with it and they can't get enough of it. You know what I'm saying? I just like to work. That's what I like to do. I like to work and get paid. You know? Especially I like to work. I like to do the things that I love to do, work on it, and get paid. 
Like, that's the best thing to do. That's how you move forward as a goddamn economy. But you got haters out there. They're like, nah, you can't do that. Nah, nah. They get real mad. They get so pissed off. You know what I'm saying? They want to be better than their counterparts and stuff. Like, they want control and shit. That's the type of world we live in. Somebody said, man, you going to hell. I'm like, bitch, we already there. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Nigga, we is in hell. We are in hell. I'm sorry. We are in hell, goddammit. All right? I'm looking forward to going back to heaven where I was, where I belong. I believe I was manufactured in heaven. And I did something bad. And the good Lord sent me down here with you good people. And I use that term good loosely for saying you good people. Because most of y'all is just fucked up. Anyway, let me keep it moving with another news for the people and stuff like that because you know I love to work, nigga. Yes, I do. All right. California woman fights off a naked man who snuck into her apartment. Weird. A California man was arrested Monday for allegedly breaking into a woman's Santa Monica apartment over the weekend and trying to rape her, police says. Santa Monica Police received a call from a resident on the 1500 block around 1 in the morning on Saturday. The caller told police she'd woken up to a nude man standing next to her bed. The woman fought off the intruder and managed to open the front door of the apartment, forcing her would-be rapist to fuck out. Santa Monica Police Forensics Unit and detectives responded to the apartment. Investigators identified the suspect as 29-year-old Cordell Deontay Studley. Police said Mr. Studley has been observed at the women's apartment complex twice on Friday. A wanted notice was issued for Mr. Studley on Sunday. Police arrested him on a Monday. Studley is charged with assault with the intent to commit rape, residential burglary, and false imprisonment. God damn it, Studley, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the hell you been smoking on? He, he looked like he's on drugs. That's what it looked like. He looked like he's homeless. He's messed up. He's on something. Obviously, they took a goddamn um, county jail picture of him. Yeah, he looked real messed up. He looked like he's on something. Uh-huh. I wouldn't put the past something. Yes, sir. This shit is sickening, bro. That motherfucker broke into the apartment, and then he stripped naked and got next to the lady's bed. I know she was horrified, mortified. I know she was scared than a bitch, bro. I know she is. She's probably going to need counseling. She's probably going to need dark going. She's going to need a lot of psychiatric therapy for that shit. That shit going to hunt her forever. That shit might turn her. That shit might turn her into a lesbian. I promise you, nigga. That shit's going to fuck her whole head up, nigga. I'm, yo, damn, nigga. Like, what the hell is wrong with this dude, bro? What type of drugs? They need to do some um medical evaluation on old boy, Mr. Studley, and see what the hell type of shit he was taking that night to make him do that type of nonsense, that behavior, to make him behave that way. It doesn't make any no sense to me at all. I am mortified for the lady. Like, whoa. Anyway, let's keep it. Whoopi Goldberg gets COVID for the third time, misses show. Uh, she misses a show today while they came back from vacation from hiatus. The View co-host Whoopi Goldberg has tested positive for COVID-19 again. Co-host Joe Bahar, Joy Behar, or Bihar, 
Joy, Mrs. Joy, I don't know her name like that, announced on Tuesday as the show returned from its summer hiatus. Mrs. Behar announced that Goldberg was not at the table for the show's season premiere due to the illness. It's back. The virus is back. But she's on the men. She's on the tail end, and she'll probably be back this week. But sorry, she's not here for those of you who are looking forward to seeing her, she says. Goldberg has had the virus three times, suffering previous bouts in November 2022 and also earlier that year in January, earlier this year in January, after returning to the table in November 2022 following her second positive diagnosis, Goldberg told the audience that she came off a tough illness and that it was not funny. A lot of conservatives who posted about how much they hate Dr. Fauci, that they would rather get COVID than ever test again. Let me explain something to you as somebody who just came off of it again. And it is not nice. It's not a nice light, you know, because I came off a tough COVID diagnosis, okay? You don't want to get this. It's not funny. You don't want this at all. This will kill you. What's the matter with you people, she said. Her co-host previously demanded the live audience provide their COVID-19 booster status after announcing Goldberg's positive test. It's coming back. Another friend uh, of mine got it too. I mean, we have to be careful again, Miss Bihar said at the time. I'm over here looking at how much time I got left on this damn um Pro Tools track. Anyway, Mrs. Goldberg also missed time in February February due to the illness. Although it wasn't because of COVID, Goldberg expressed shock the first time she got the virus since she was vaccinated. Although breakthrough cases have been common over the past two years, COVID vaccine proponents continue to say they are worthwhile because they prevent severe outcomes like hospitalization or death. Okay, so the show has had a memorable history with the virus. Vice, excuse me, Vice President Kamala Harris planned appearance on the show in 2021 when it was derailed when co-hosts Anna Navarro and Sonny Hostin received positive COVID tests and were removed and were removed from the and were removed from the show in the middle of the broadcast. It was later revealed the two had false positive tests, but only after remaining hosts Joy Behar and Sarah Haynes had to conduct the show unscripted until a backstage interview with Harris could be set up. Kamala Harris, for you people that are a little bit slow. The show has also repeatedly peddled alarmist talking points about the virus during and since the pandemic. All right. I don't know about those goddamn shots and the boost shots, to be honest with you. I am not a fan of it. I don't think it's doing anything. I don't know. There is like a, how you call it, conspiracy theory. I got a conspiracy theory about that shit. You know what I'm saying? I done got vaccinated. I got the um, visor. I got one and two. I ain't get the booster. But I'm I'm going to have to tell you the truth, ladies and gentlemen. When I got the um, vaccine, uh, I caught Bell's palsy. 
Yeah, you know, when I've been talking about Bell's Poison, when it be hard for me to pronunciate and enunciate, but it looks like I got rid of the pronunciation because I have another producer that helped me to get this podcast done uh, in a better way. He was like, no, nah, you're going to have to do it like this, player, because you need to get paid for real. And they see that I have a future with Spotify, so somebody broke it down and how I'm going to pronunciate, but I still have Bell's Poison. And it still affects me when I'm talking and reading and researching and moving around. Putting my glasses on is a headache, you know. So I caught the Bell's palsy right after I took the vaccination. So I got to tell my story. I have to tell you people to see what's really going on. the doctors are working on to see what caused this Bell palsy. In the meantime, I'm still being... Uh, treated and they still testing and trying to trace what caused the Bell's palsy because you know there's more than one physician looking at this. It's like a group of them because they're trying to figure it out. All right, and then CDC is an entity. CDC is just like the FBI or CIA or it's an agency. So uh, they deal with um, drugs and you know administration and stuff like that. Uh, these people work for the government. So I'm going to let that marinate in your brains, ladies and gentlemen, so you can understand the potency. I forgot the damn word. You see, my vocabulary is nice and high where it's supposed to be, but I need a little bit of work with my vocabulary now. Now that I got my pronunciations and enunciations in check, now I got to get my goddamn vocabulary in check propensity yeah that's the word propensity the severity of the situation you see what i'm saying i'm a good speaker i promise you that i'm a little bit more edgy than most but i don't give a shit just want you people to have the transparency uh, the transparency that i want you to have all right but anyway i'm gonna cut this apple pie short and sweet like i always do all right This is your man, Benz Pharrell, with Thinking Out Loud. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which I have not been active on. And I will be active on it sooner. I got a little plan for the YouTube, but it's better to just go to TikTok. Because everything that I do in TikTok is exactly what I was going to do on goddamn YouTube. So I'm going to change the whole format and what I'm going to do on YouTube. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anyway, when you go on the search engine, you type in Box Benji. That is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I, all right? You could type that in to follow me anywhere in any platform, such as Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram, Box Benji. You can follow me on TikTok, Box Benji, which I'm most active on, all right? I got a whole lot of goddamn content on TikTok. Plus, I got plenty of content on goddamn Instagram. I haven't been too active on Instagram, but I be on Instagram every day. I promise you that. Every day I'm on that bitch. But you might as well go to TikTok. But TikTok is more like a... What's the best way to explain TikTok? TikTok is more like a... a, daytime daytime television show or national television so everything is edited you know what i'm saying or 
uh, Instagram is more, you know, edge. You could cuss, you could say fucked up shit, put a little fucked up videos in there. So if you're looking for some real edgy, grunchy stuff, you go on goddamn, uh, you go on Instagram. If you're a goddamn conservative, you take your dumb ass to TikTok, all right? I'm a conservative, and I'm a little bit of a liberal, too. So you can't just label me as a conservative. Yeah, I believe in Jesus, but I believe in more than Jesus. And I know what the word Jesus means. So for you people who don't understand who Jesus is, I feel sorry for you. But anyway, I'm going to talk to you later on another segment. All right? This is Thinking Out Loud. Peace. Gonna turn it up, please. Them hard nights. Party at the bodega.